Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. of the Fifth Down College Football Show, presented right here on the great radio AFS network, broadcasting live via the Blog Talk Radio. Um, If you want to get in touch with the show at any point, please feel free to give us a call. That number is 646-668-8467. We welcome all callers, especially on a day like today. I'm your host, Chris Dietz. Usually I'm joined by the Walrus, but unfortunately he's feeling a little bit under the weather. 
So he has said he will try to get himself ready and maybe call into the show. So we might get uh, a treat with a, a little walrus phone call. But, um, you know, if not, this isn't the first time we've had to go it alone. So unfortunately for you listeners, you have to deal with deal with me and my opinions. So unfortunately, that's where we sit. Um, so, if, um, if you are able to listen to the, to the show right now, um, definitely go on our Facebook page, which is the Fist Down College Football Show. Like us on Facebook. We put up, uh, interesting stories from college football. We're going to get into a lot more of the Facebook page in the off season. We've had so much going on in the regular season that we've kind of gone towards that. So we'll have a lot more stuff like polls. We'll have a lot more um, interesting articles. We'll have a lot more things that um, you can explore via that. Um, If you do go to our page, A, like I said before, A, like it. And B, share it with your friends. Definitely, uh, the more people we can get involved in this show, the better. Um, So that's our shameless plugs to begin. Um, If you need to find, if if you need to to tell people where they can get our show, again, Blog Talk Radio um, is, is where you can find all the shows. You can also go to the Radio AFS. Um, Facebook page, all our shows are there as well, along with every other show that's on our network. Um, they also have a schedule of all the programs, so you'll know when when to listen, when when you can call in live. And the great thing about our network is if you miss a show, if you miss a live episode, don't feel bad about it. You can always go onto um, – onto the webpage, download the program, listen to it at any point that fits for you. So we got that going on. This is a big show for us today. Um, Obviously, we got the bowl season, so we've got some bowl games to um, recap. We've got some, we've got a bowl game on as we speak, as I, I have it on in the studio that we're paying attention to. We got the DXL, um, I'll make sure I get this right. The DXL Frisco Bowl going on. We got uh, Louisiana Tech and SMU. So I'll be keeping you posted on that as we watch the game. And it appears the very first play of the game, SMU fumbles the ball. And that's how we get this. That's how we get this bowl game started. So while we got that going on, we also have um, we also have some interesting things going on in college football. Um, Today was the very first early signing day for all the college athletes, uh, for all the high school athletes who are ready to declare where they want to go to school. Um, I've I've been trying to look into this for the last – for the last couple of weeks now of trying to figure out what in the world is the point of this? 
it used to be signing day was February 2nd, and it was a big day, and, you know, you kind of got a little bit of of um, an idea of who these kids are before they get into school, and that was pretty neat. Then ESPN got involved in um, televising the uh, every the, the signings, and um, the interesting thing about this is all during the uh, all during the lead-ups to signing day, you would hear a lot of the the mass media get involved and say. I can't believe they're doing this. You know, this is what's wrong with sports is we're trivializing all this. We're, we're doing all this. And now they've got another day of this and why they chose to do this now is a very interesting um, aspect of college football because you've got teams that are in the middle of their bowl preparation. You've got some teams that have that that were playing in a game, you know, they were they were getting ready for a game. I mean, FAU played last night. How do you expect them to be getting out there and pounding the recruiting trail when they're trying to get ready for a bowl game, uh, for for a bowl game, and then expect them to go out and, and do it? And oh my goodness, and Louisiana Tech misses the field goal. Badly, so uh, SMU's f- opening drive fumble results in no points. So uh, that's where this game sits at. Again, I'm watching the game live, so you will you will hear my reactions to various plays as a as we go on. But back to the recruiting trail. That's that's a very difficult thing for me. I I don't understand why. And maybe somebody, maybe somebody can explain why they made this move. I, I don't know anything positive or negative from this. I, I don't understand what the point is. Why the NCAA needed a uh, needed to move up signing day? It's it's not it's not a big deal. The only thing I can think of that that the only thing that that really bothers me about this is. I'm looking at I'm looking at the ESPN top 300 right now, and a lot of these guys are already signed. So what's the point of the Under Armour All American game? The Under Armour All American game was supposed to be so you could see some of the players and you could say, oh wow, look at this guy. He hasn't signed yet. Let's see let's see how this guy is and see where he's going to sign. If all the guys are already signed up, what's the point? They they have the um they have the uh the uh, the other bowl the other bowl game the other the other all American game the the army the, the army game um you know that's that was always always a fun a fun day when when the guys go out and they they put the hats on and they get uh, you know they 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 pick they pick their school in, in front of everybody. That was always a, you know, that was always always a, a fun, a fun thing to see. What's the point of that if all the guys are already recruit are already good to go? We already know where they're going. It's not like we have to sit there and look at them and say, oh well, um, oh, 
this guy's gonna be this guy's gonna gonna be a sought after guy. No, if they're already signed up to a school, then there are then there's no point. We don't you know nobody really cares. They're just gonna say, oh well, you know this guy. They're gonna just gonna be saying this guy's gonna be playing for Alabama next year. This guy's gonna be playing for Clemson next year. There's not gonna be any of that drama of where does this guy go or does he pick LSU over Alabama or you know. I, I I can say this. One of my favorite moments from from that process was when um, I forget who it was. I know it was a big guy. I knew it was a big guy. It was a big time recruit. He's he's in the he's in the uh, he's in the game with, sitting next to his mom, and I think his mom was a, an LSU fan, and she was all excited for him to pick LSU. And he puts on the Alabama hat, and his mom, the look on her face was like, oh, when you get home, you're going to get a whooping. And it was, a, it was one of the funniest moments I've seen. I, and, and all that's taken away if you already know who all the guys are. So um, that, to me, is something I don't understand. I don't really understand um what they were trying to do out of that so uh as we get more again this was the first year that they've done this and we've seen coaches come out and say they love it we saw Nick Saban who I don't know if there's a a a certain thing in life that Nick Saban really likes and did it Oh my goodness! What? All right. So SMU was driving down the field, and now the quarterback throws the ball behind the wide receiver, and it gets intercepted by Louisiana Tech. So another SMU turnover, and welcome to the college football bowl season. That's this is how these early bowl games go. You usually get a lot of uh, chop, a lot of uh, choppy play in, in the beginning, and uh, we're seeing that from SMU. So, like I said, we've got a lot going on, uh, a lot that you could talk about. If you want to talk about your team's recruiting, we can uh, we can dive into that. We'll get into that a little bit. I want to kick the show off with some. Um, I'll go, with, I'll go with some recaps. We'll go with recaps of the bowl games. I, I've been watching I've been watching most, if not all, of the bowl games. I've been very I've been really excited about some of the bowl games. My favorite bowl game so far. I mean, my most intriguing one was last night. It didn't turn out to be a great game, but I loved every minute of watching FAU absolutely destroy Akron. And we'll get into that a little bit later. I've got a little bit more on that that story. But I, I, I my favorite bowl game that I watched was actually the Celebration Bowl. It was the first bowl game. It was Grambling against North Carolina A&T. And it went down to the wire. It was a close game the whole time. North Carolina A&T was able to pull it out. But it... But that that has been my favorite bowl game, and because 
I didn't expect that kind of a game. I expected it to be a little bit more high scoring, a little bit more back and forth. Maybe Grambling just takes over. That never happened. North Carolina A&T held it together. They did a great job in that game, so I want to give them some props. Um, moving down the list, the North, the uh, New Orleans, the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Troy versus North Texas. Now this game looked kind of close. It really was not that close. Troy really showed their dominance in this game, and uh, as I thought they would. And Troy ended up winning 50-30. to 30. But um, we had a lot – I had a lot of fun watching this game. I, I, I like watching that Troy team. I think they played really – I think they played really well in that game. So I, I was not surprised by it, but I did enjoy the game. Um, one game I did not get to watch um, – I didn't get to watch most of it. I got to watch the highlights of it because it was not on uh, – Cable TV in my area, so um, Georgia State beating Western Kentucky. Again, I, I had that one pegged uh, early on. That was in the um, that was in the AutoNation Cure Bowl, and we went out and um, did a great job. Um, you know, Georgia State got was able to get Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky is usually a a good good area if you want to find a young coach. A lot of young coaches coming from Western Kentucky, so it it that's a good reason to to be up on that program. They do they do funnel a lot of coaches to to hire um, offices with with bigger schools. So that's that's where that game is. Um, the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, I'm gonna get a little bit. I'm gonna get into this a little bit because it was kind of a big story. Um, the Las Vegas Bowl was Boise State and Oregon. Boise State jumped jumped on Oregon early. Oregon was able to come back towards the second half. They got a they got a nice a nice hundred yard pick six that kind of made you think, oh, maybe Oregon can get back in this game. And then Boise State just shut the door on that one. So um, so that's where we sit with that game. Boise State. Uh, Oregon, obviously, in their first thing, and let's see. Oh, we got our first decision of of the night. Louisiana Tech goes for it on fourth and goal from the one. QB sneak. He's able to get over the pile, so Louisiana Tech takes a 6-0 lead. Extra points are, are not guarantees in college football. We all know that. So, that's that's the point. So Boise State definitely outclassed Oregon, but there's there's an undertone to that game that I want to get into in a little bit um, after we do do most of this recap. All right. So the surprise the surprise of um, of of my of my bowl season so far is Marshall beating Colorado State. I thought Colorado State would uh, take care of business in the Gildan New Mexico Bowl, and that just did not happen. So Marshall 
Uh, Marshall and Colorado State, it ended up being a, a very good game, but I was very impressed with the way Marshall played. And that says a lot about um, about what what the bowl season is all about. You find out a lot about these teams that you don't really know about, and it can change your perception of not just the team, but of the entire conference. And I was impressed with Marshall, and it's going to make me go back and look at um, – and look at at Marshall and look look at some some of their um you know some of their conference opponents it's going to make it's going to it's going to definitely make me go back and want and want to look at I believe I'm just looking it up here just so I can be completely accurate and believe they are in, in the um, let me say so yeah i mean it, it i i was impressed with marshall i think i think that that to me makes me go back wonder what what is going on with their program and that's going it, it it that's what these games are about it's about finding out about other teams same thing happened in the uh in the raycom camellia bowl Middle Tennessee and Arkansas State, I really didn't know much about either of the teams. Uh, I, I I really was interested in seeing which team. I thought Arkansas State would be able to handle it. Middle Tennessee came out, and that was this was a great game, 35-30, Middle Tennessee. But, but they, they were scoring back and forth for a while. So I, I want to say I enjoyed a lot of – what I saw out of those first day of bowl games. Now let's get into, um, uh, actually, before we move to the FAU story, because FAU has a, there's a lot going on with the FAU, um, with FAU, but I want to, I want to back up to, to the Oregon story. So Oregon, Oregon's star running back, decided he wanted to pull out oh, and not participate in the bowl game to get ready for the NFL draft. To me, and, and this, is where, this is where I differ from all of these, um, all these analysts on the other, on the other programs who I, I, watched, I watched analysts on these programs go nuts over the fact that this guy wasn't playing and he said he made a decision not to play and um no he made a decision to get ready for the draft that's his that's his thing i mean we've all seen willis mcgahee absolutely rip his knee apart in in a championship game and cost himself a lot of money a lot of a lot of money at the next level if you're not going to pay the college athletes and you could say, oh, you know, an education is, is, is payment enough. No, no, no. Okay. That, uh, 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 an education is a great thing and it, it's awesome that they get it. But these kids have a goal of getting millions and millions of dollars at the NFL level. 
if you're good enough to be one of those players, I have no problem with you saying, "Hey, you know what? I don't want to risk it in a, I don't want to risk it in a bowl in a, in the, in this bowl in 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 the new in the Las Vegas bowl. I don't want to risk ripping my knee apart. That's fine with me. You know, as long as the guy's upfront about it, as long as the guy tells his team, "Hey, look, I I'm not going to play in the bowl game." And I think all the kids have the idea that, hey, if I'm in that situation and I have a shot at being a first or second round draft pick, yeah, I don't want to risk that either. That I think I, I don't think it was a hindrance to the team. Now, obviously, it was a hindrance on the field because they were without a star player, but I, I don't think it was a problem, and I don't I don't. I think if I were a coach in that situation, if a kid came to me and said, "Hey, look, I'm going to I'm going to the draft. I'm going to get ready for the draft. I don't want to get hurt in this game." As a coach, as a coach, you would have to say to that kid, "You know what? Do what's best for your family." You tell the kids all the time. You go into their house to recruit them and say, "Look, I'm going to give you the best chance for you to succeed." Is it best for that kid to, to play in a game and a pot? Oh, my goodness, another interception, and that's a pick six for Louisiana Tech? Good God. SMU is getting housed right now, and uh, this quarterback does not look like he's ready to play today. But anyway, what I was talking about, so – but that's not even what got everybody upset. So, obviously, Oregon, the, the players and the um, and the coaching staff, obviously, they had no problem with this kid missing. They had no problem with it. They they treated this kid so well that they, he was actually leading the huddle before. Before the game, he had everybody, and he was giving them a speech. So obviously, these the the players on the team still look up to this kid. And I was watching, I was watching College Football Live, and both analysts said it was a disgrace, it was a travesty. How could they let this guy lead the team when he's not even playing? And you know what? That is a complete crock. That is a complete crock, because. You can lead. You can be a leader without being on the field. You can be a guy who gets your team ready to play. You don't have to be in shoulder pads to be able to. Um, you don't have to be in shoulder pads to be able to to be be called a leader. That kid obviously got the ear of his of his teammates. He had the respect to lead that huddle. So I don't see any problem with it. I don't understand why. These guys thought it was such a travesty. Oh, this guy, this this guy shouldn't be anywhere near the huddle. He shouldn't be anywhere near him. Some coach should be telling him to get out of the way. No, if he wants to give a speech and fire his guys up, more power to him. That's 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 what a leader does. They step up and they say, "Hey guys, you're not look. I'm not out there, but I'm behind you 100. percent Let's get this done." That's that's okay. That that's an okay speech to give and try to fire your guys up. 
and I, I people out there may feel differently. They may they may feel that it, it was a disgrace. I don't see it as that. I don't see, have a problem with a guy who's been around and been a team leader all year, all of a sudden say, you know what, I'm not going to be a team leader today. I'm going to just be a be a spectator. No, he's still part of that team. He still wants those guys to win. And that, to me, is okay if he wants to say, I, if he wants to say, hey, if he wants to try to fire his guys up, that, that is, that, that is the perfect example of what a leader should be. And I don't think it hurts him in any other, in any way, other than making the analysts that said it was the worst thing they've ever seen in football, made them look foolish. So, um, that's what happened in the Oregon game. So, let's move on. Last night, all right, last night, FAU played Akron in the, probably one of the best names of uh, of a bowl game. And if you remember back to last week's show, we had, we had Red from Talk Therapy on our show, and she was telling us, you know, whether whether the names of the bowl games intrigued her. This was one that was Red approved, so it was the Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl, and um, I was interested in this game just because of Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin was amazing. And I've seen stories of where Lane Kiffin's getting ripped apart because he was piling it on Akron and they were doing things. That's what a bowl game is about. Lane Kiffin was out there. They were doing trick plays late in the game. They were throwing the ball around. They were throwing the ball all over the place. That's what they've done all season. No one's noticed because it's FAU and it's and it's Lane Kiffin. Like nobody really cared. And because it's Lane Kiffin, people are going to say, oh, this guy's such a jerk, and I don't like Lane Kiffin, and, oh, you know, all this, all this, um, I, 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 I'm trying to think of the, the word. It's just a bunch of garbage that people, people hold Lane Kiffin's past against him. And, yes, Lane Kiffin is a jerk, okay? But so are so many coaches in this, in this era, there are so many coaches that are jerks. Lane Kiffin is a jerk, but he's funny about it. I, I've always thought Lane Kiffin was he, – he, he tried to start start stuff with Florida when he was at Tennessee, and Florida absolutely rolled him. And everybody said, oh, Lane Kiffin got him all fired up. You know, Lane Kiffin got fired on the tarmac at, at USC – that that all Lane Kiffin's okay with that. He's he's addressed that himself, so he's good with that. But everybody holds that against him now and says, "Oh well, we don't care about what Lane. You know, we expect him to be a jerk, and we're going to call him a jerk, and we don't like him." No, what Lane Kiffin did was coach his team, and they played they played some of the best football that we've seen. Uh, last night. And if you if you watch that game, their their pace was amazing. They were getting plays snapped. They were getting the ball snapped 
seven seconds into the play clock. I mean, they were they were moving at, at such a clip. That was that was what was interesting to me. Lane Kiffin had those kids on point. And and that's what that's what Lane Kiffin is. He is an offensive genius. And to get a team to move like that, you could only imagine what that offense would look like if it was um you know, an Alabama style style athlete or Clemson's athlete or you know, some of these big schools, if you had those kind of athletes, that's the kind of game people want to play. That's the game the youngsters want to play. They want a fast pace. They want to be snapping the ball. You know, they want to have 85 offensive snaps in a game. They, they want to do that. So that's so Lane Kiffin showed you what the future of football is going to look like. It's going to be that fast paced. It's going to be that kind of game. And, you know, um, I really – I even in a blowout, I really enjoyed watching most of that game last night. It it was fantastic. Now, getting back to Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin just signed a 10-year contract with FAU. Um, this I, – I, I had to do a double take when I saw this. Because I, I was like ten years at FAU. If Lane Kiffin is there for more than three years, I will be shocked. I will be shocked if he's not getting a better getting a better gig at some point in the next two to three years. Uh, if if they continue at the pace they're continuing at now, if they continue to to dominate teams and they continue to look that good offensively, I gotta say, Lane Kiffin is going to be primed for some some big time job. And if he's not, there there's something there's something wrong with what college football is about. Because if if they're gonna hold all his past against him and not look at what he's bringing to the future and what he what he can do if he if he comes anywhere close to finishing out that 10-year contract, I will be shocked or FAU will be a really good program that he built and he is still and he's there for the long haul and they're a force to be reckoned with. But I just I don't see that happening uh at I just I don't see that happening. So I see Lane Kiffin moving on in 2 to 2 to 3 years so the the Russ will the Russ will will get off him. He'll play in big games. You'll see him. So I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna say that Lane Kiffin has about two to three years of game. Now I know this is gonna sound like the Lane Kiffin show, and there's another story about Lane Kiffin. I don't know if y'all saw this. I watched. I, I saw it replayed yesterday during the game. One of the reasons why I love Lane Kiffin is because he is not afraid to put people on edge. And if you saw the press conference for the bowl game, Lane Kiffin was awesome. Uh, I, I, somebody asked a question to, uh, I believe it was Terry Bowden. They asked Terry Bowden, 
you know, the head coach of the Akron Zips. What is a zip? And the zip mascot is a kangaroo. So he starts going into this diatribe, and and Lane Kiffin jumps in and says, "Wait a minute, there's kangaroos in Ohio." And Terry Bowden had no idea what to say next. He was befuddled, and Lane Kiffin absolutely got him, had him speechless, and then just jumped into talking about his program. So um, it's just an example of, A, it's an example that Lane Kiffin's a jerk, and B, it's an example that he's funny about being a jerk. It's okay that he's a jerk because he can be pretty funny about it, and as somebody who sits here and analyzes that, I enjoy that kind of that kind of emotion rather than the guy who doesn't talk about anything. You know, Nick Saban always has a always has a scowl on his face. He's never never in a good mood. I'd rather have the guy who's able to joke around with the media, able to give you a little bit of, of personality with with their press conference. That to me is fun. And that's one of the reasons why I I loved what Lane Kiffin did. I loved what Lane Kiffin did this season. I think he's been on point. Now he's got to continue that, and it looks like FAU is headed in the right direction. So we'll see how they go from there. All right. So those are the bowl games that have been played. Um, you know, we're already a half hour into this show, and we've already got a lot of topics on the board, so it's been, like I said, this is going to be a wild ride today because there's no one here to, there's really no one here to stop me, so I'm just going to keep pushing forward here um, with what we got going on because, um, like I said, we got we got a live game on, we got, we got everything, everything. Everything's happening so fast right now. We got games that are played. We got guys skipping bowl games. We got guys. We got we got coaches running it up. That was another thing. People said, "Oh, he ran up the score." He didn't run up the score. He just played out the game. Like that's what you do in bowl games. In bowl games, you showcase your team. And if that means the other team, you know, has to take it take a beating, then, then that's what they do. That Guess what? Akron should stop them. <laughs> if they run a trick play late in the game, stop the trick play. Don't get tricked by it. How about that? How about placing the blame where, where it should go? It, it doesn't go on the person who called the play. And we have a – he stepped out of bounds already. And – Louisiana Tech already up fourteen to three, gets the ensuing kickoff and runs it back to the twenty-five yard line. We have a flag on the play, but that return looked looks like he was going to go to the house. Uh, it was really not a good kick, but let's see what the penalty is here. I'm trying to see what the penalty was here and Yeah, 
Oh, the kick, that was a terrible job. So he's returning the kick, and the kicker tried to slide tackle him. Um, how that's not a penalty, I don't I don't know. A kicker trying to – you should not try to slide tackle somebody. That that was a that, – that was – that was a chance for a serious injury, and it, that's a kicker. I mean, it, that that was that was a very poor play. All right, hold on. We have a phone call, and I think I know who it is. So, hold on. Let's bring our phone caller on, and hello, you're on the air. Hello, it's Puddin. Oh, hey, Puddin, what's up? Not much. Thought I would right. call Thanks. for a minute. Oh, thank. Now I know. I know you've got a busy, busy household there. So, um, yes. <laughs> let me just take some time to set up the listeners so that so they know who we're talking to. Um, Puddin is the co-host of the great show here on the Radio AFS Network, Talk Therapy, and like I said before in our show we had read on last week and now we get to talk to the great puddin so a what's on your mind the great puddin <laughs> what's on my mind <laughs> yeah. when does peace and quiet come <laughs> oh. oh come on come on mommy you know you know you know that that doesn't happen Bedtime that happens when they're bedtime. Countdown to bedtime is on. <laughs> yeah, don't I don't I know it? Being being a former preschool teacher, I I know I know what it's like having rugrats running around. Oh yeah, it's um, definitely chaotic. <laughs> so we're gonna take a break from my normal. My normal thing is usually we're talking sports, and I think I've talked enough sports in my show so far. So, um, and I don't really know shit about sports, so. <laughs> but that's, we'll that's distract okay. The sports for a minute. <laughs> exactly. We'll 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 expand our horizons here. So, um, so Puddin, what do you got coming up on the show tomorrow? What we have on the show tomorrow? Yeah, what are you guys talking about Oh, you'd about have tomorrow? to tune in. You guys would have to tune in to find out. Oh, look at that. Tea. Look at that. Tea. See, that, that's how we do it in the business. That's how you tease, folks. Yep. Um, so, anyway. Um, so, you're, you're, in, uh, you're, in, you're in Indiana, right? Yes. So, what do you, so since you guys aren't into sports, what do what do you guys what do you guys what do you guys do like when when you're when you're trying to relax? Um. Well, when I'm trying to relax, it's when I'm actually able to go to sleep. So <laughs> it's usually busy, busy, busy mom life. There's not much relaxed time. Oh, I, I can only, I can only imagine. I, I, I long, I long for those days though, 
those of us that don't have any Rugrats, you know, some, a lot of a lot of people I know are are on the opposite end. They're like, "Thank God I don't have to do any of that." And then there then there's then there's people like you who are like, "Oh, that's so awesome! I can't wait to do that." But those are the people like me that are left left without without the without the kids to do it. So right. what's your favorite let's let's talk about the great things about being what's your favorite thing about being a mom? Watching them grow and accomplishing things, honestly. In the proud moment. Like my son last month he won student of the month at school and I was so proud of him like that. Oh, that's so cool. Well, congratulations to him by the way. Thank you. He's a great and now, See, now you now you got now you got to use now you got to use that. You got to say, well, just be just because you got it once. Now you now you got to get it again. Yeah, well, he had it last year too, so Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's, so he's really uh, pretty it. Uh, Oh, yeah. He's a great kid. Teachers tell me all the know? time that they wish they had 26 more of him in the class than they would have a perfect class. Oh, that's it. That is, is that not the best? That's when, when you hear when is. you hear it's a, from it's a proud mom, mom moment. That <laughs> that that is that is awesome. I can always remember talking to, you know, being a te- being a teacher and going up and talking to somebody, talking to a parent, and when you when you when you start that conversation with, hey, I, I want to talk. When the teacher comes over and says, I want to talk to you about your son. I, I the the look on parents' faces is usually like, oh no, what happened now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then when you get into that conversation, like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm just throwing a name out there, but I, you say like, oh, Sam, Sam was awesome today. He did this, 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 and this, and you can see it on the parents' face, like they just light up. Yeah. And, from the teacher's point, I, it, it, it's awesome to see, but I can only imagine, I can only imagine like hearing what, what it's like to hear that. Yeah, it's great. Well, with my son, it's great because anytime they, I never had bad reports, but when it comes to my daughter, if they want to talk, I'm like, oh Lord, what does she do now? <laughs> isn't that isn't that how it always is with with one yeah. with one kid? Now, is yeah. your son the old? Your, is your, your son no, the he's older not the one? Oldest. So your daughter's your daughter's the older one. Yeah, I, and I got, it's funny. Last year, I got a phone call from the principal, and she was in kindergarten. I'm like, really? What kindergarten gets my kindergartner got sent to the principal's office? I was like, you got to be kidding me! <laughs> oh my goodness! I was, I was laughing, but I'm like, you are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> And now, do they go to? Do they go to the same school? Yes, they go to the same school, and they're in the same grade. Oh, but my daughter's older. Okay. okay, okay. See, because I, I I asked this question with with a with a little little tale in mind. Here, my brother, I have an I have an older brother, and we went to the same high school, and my brother was my brother was kind of the troublemaker and so 
I got labeled as the troublemaker just at, just entering the room when people said my when people said my last my, my name and they're like it's your brother Tom and I'm like yeah and they're like all right and you you could see it on their face like all right I guess I'm never gonna have a shot in this class like, <laughs> like it didn't matter I could have been I think the, I could have been the best kid in the world. I think it's opposite with mine. They, it's, it's automatic. They know that my daughter is the troublemaker and my son is the good kid. Like, it's, it's kind of funny. That's, it's funny, but it's not funny. I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, but they, but they, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure your daughter does, does great in other things also. She does. But she's definitely the troublemaker. <laughs> That's okay. I I'm I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with a little bit. Uh, we, but is, she gets it is, honestly from me. She is me to the T. She looks exactly like me. She is my twin. She has my attitude. She has my temper. She has, She is me, just younger. And it may so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind. It's kind of that whole that whole deal of. Um, I know a lot, a lot of, a lot of my friends who have had, who, who have had children, they, uh, their, their moms always said, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get one that's just like you and it's going to be payback. So mine was always, <laughs> I was always told you're going to have one that's 10 times worse than you. But I was like, Hey, I was a good kid. <laughs> you see, this is amazing. See, you called the show. We were just talking. I was just talking about how, how I'm going to relate this back to college football. I was just talking about a coach who's had to deal with a bad reputation and having to overcome that. And now, and now, see, so your call fit right into right into the moral of the show. Without oh, knowing awesome. any any sport at all, we still we still got it got it somewhat somewhat on the same track. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I can only I can only imagine what those what those those stories are like. In uh, so, what are your uh, what are your kids your kids um, ha- how old are your kids? The ones we're talking about. All the kids combined. Uh, the ones I was talking about, eight and seven. Yeah. Eight and seven. Okay, eight and seven. Yes, they're and only so, they're actually only ten months apart. Oh, that everybody. That's, yeah. <laughs> that that yeah yep. they're they're close. They're uh, now yep. are now are they are they close? Like uh, as brother yeah, and sister, are they close? Yeah, or you like yes. their throat. Because everybody thought they were twins I, forever, and they're really close. I find I find that when 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 they're close when, when they're close in age together, I, I find that it, it it's either one or two. You you don't you don't get a lot of middle ground. You either get where they're butting heads with each other nonstop, or they like. Or, or they're like you know in sync with each other. I, I I don't 
I don't see it where like they they like in the no, there's no middle ground. It's either it's either they 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 hate each other or they love each other. Right. They them two they are close. They love each other. Now my daughter and That's- my youngest daughter, who's two, they hate each other. They do not get along at all. It is constant fight between an eight-year-old and a two-year-old, and it's a struggle. Well, that's a that that's a whole different ball game because we're talking about sisters now, and that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 seems to be seems to be the case. Uh, again, I, I'm going off experiences that of people that I know. I've I've seen that when there's when there's multiple. When the, when there's mo- when it's like two sisters, they're usually like good together. But when there's like sister, brother, and another sister, usually there's there's a, a dynamic there where it's like two of them are just butting heads, and one is always trying to like keep peace in the middle. Right. And and usually uh, in in my case, what what I've seen is usually it's the same sex that are going at, like, it, like if you have two brothers and a sister, like, the two brothers will just go at each other, and the sister will be like, I don't want to deal with either of you two. And then if you right. have two sisters, two sisters and a brother, the two sisters are at each other, and the brother's like, I don't care about any of this. So that that's just my observations from, 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 from the, the families I've dealt with. My seven-year-old is the peacemaker for everybody. All the kids love him, and he's the one that tries to keep peace between everybody. That's awesome. Now your your kids, I'm I'm sure your your kids are 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 well well excited for the big day on Monday, right? Oh yes, but am I? No. <laughs> I'm not prepared. <laughs> Are we ever? Are we ever ready? Are we ever ready? Are, are parents ever ready for? I, I don't. I can't no. even get. I can't even get myself. I can't even get myself ready, and I. I only have two people to buy for. I can only imagine. Yeah. No. I'm nowhere near ready. <laughs> but I need you, to you just, take time back, and I need a couple more months to get prepared. Well, that's that's why the, that's why the Christmas season starts at what How, Halloween now. You know, that's why that's why yeah, everybody starts getting. So I I can understand that. Last year I lived I lived in an apartment with two of my friends and they all had kids. So we had, you know, we had to get the house ready and I I I, I can only imagine what. It, I can only imagine what else it would be like. We we were we were struggling. We were struggling to get things <laughs> ready. Like the night the uh, Christmas Eve we're like, "Ah, where's the wrapping paper? Let's get all this stuff done." And it was it was it was crazy. Oh, it's definitely crazy. And now do you um your kids are eight. So, do, what do your do your kids do like camp and stuff in in the uh, in the summer or? No, they don't. No, I don't. They don't. Do honestly, anything. I don't think they offer that around here. 
Unless really? like do a family thing. Our town is huh. kind of boring. Huh. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to look into this. I'm gonna have to. I. I, I found a place where I can start my camp. Then I have to go to places where they don't have any, and then I can just start one on my own. <laughs> that's what. That's one of my. One of my. One of my goals in life is to run a run a summer camp. Because I love summer my kids camp. would I love do. something like that, but there's nothing I, around here. Oh, that's so that's such a bummer. The most they have is a little kid it's um called Juco and they go outside and play for like four hours a day with a bunch of like counselor type people that like just stand there and watch them. And they play mm. in the park or something. That's the most kind of camp type thing that they offer. Right, but it's just like a it's basically like a playground thing. Yeah, basically. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Uh, this is awesome. Now, now I now I know where now I know where to start. Where to start? Because you gotta you gotta go to place. You can't go to a place that already has a camp. You gotta go to places that don't have them. So you got you, get, right. you can be a be the only the only game in town. Um. All right. So, um, sorry, I just got, I just got sidetracked. My, my ADD is like crazy right now because I got a game on. I'm talking, I'm talking on, on the oh. radio. I, I got my notes in One front of me. I'm like, here. <laughs> my ADD is like off the wall right now. It can't, <laughs> this is like the worst idea ever to be like doing eight things at once. And I'm like, Ooh, there's that. And then. And then I think we talked about this in, in group the other day, like somebody asked a question that was like, what's on your mind? And I was like, uh, like nine things at once. <laughs> I don't know what to tell yes. you. <laughs> it, it's like a dog. <laughs> oh my God. And I get so sidetracked so easily anymore. That's why I love, that's why I love, what I do right now, right now, I, I, when I, when I'm cooking, I'm like, all right, I can focus on what I'm doing. When I'm cooking like six different things at once, it's like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? It, as long as I have one thing, I can focus on it. I get like nine things. It's like, no, <laughs> that's, that's when disaster strikes. <laughs> so disaster now, strikes you, with one thing anymore with me. <laughs> Did you grow cooking up? Cooking has become a sport in my house. Cooking? Oh, cooking. Yeah, I it's can only become imagine. a sport. I have a little baby and a walker that comes into the kitchen constantly, so it's an obstacle course trying to sidestep him, and then other kids running in and out. It's the sport now. Now, do your do your kids not to get have, burnt. Uh, Do your kids have like specific? Like, does, do your kids have specific, like, tastes, like, things that they will not, like, things that they will not eat? And, and like, do they all have different things, or do you make yes. them eat the same thing? For the most part, they all eat the same thing, except for my seven-year-old son. He will not eat anything green. Anything so, green? Anything 
anything green he will not eat. Wow. It, it, so, I don't so, know. Yeah. So veg, vegetables, so a lot of veg, so vegetables are out of the question then. Oh, yeah. You gotta buy. You gotta, you gotta buy ears and stuff. He's like, I'm not eating that. You gotta buy a lot of red peppers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so you you don't so you don't have to like mix and match like if you're if you're having one if you're making something that's what that's what the kids eat right you don't make them like six yes. different you don't have like one kid gets this one kid gets that one kid. No. Well, I make one meal, and I make two meals, actually. One for everybody except for my stepson. He's autistic, and he his choice of foods is limited, and he gets – I make him something different because he only eats certain things. But that's something that's not a big deal. But everybody else gets what I make, and they eat it, or they don't eat it. <laughs> That's how I was raised. You eat what's in front of you, or you don't eat nothing at all. So that's what they get told. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. Cause I when I worked at when I worked at the preschool, I was at I halfway through my um, through my career there, they moved me into the kitchen. So I had to make all these diff all these I had to make meals, and it, it just at first I was like, all right, you know whatever, I'm going to make the same thing. I'll just put everything out for everybody. And then all of a sudden we got like an influx of people and, and they were like, my kid has to have this, has to have that. So I ended up making like 40 different things. I was like, what am I doing? Like, no, here's our meal. Like eat it. Like I, so that's where I'm going to go with this question. Like, what do you, what do we substitute some things? like with milk, because my one son, he's lactose intolerant. So we we do substitute some milk and stuff like that. But usually it's you make what I eat or you eat what I make or you don't eat nothing at all. Uh, now, does I get that, does that mean mommy for that. Yeah. Does that work? Does that, does that work out on – does that work out for you or does it, does it just – does it end – does it end with some, somebody bringing them a plate later on, or how does that how does that usually no, play out? No, they've uh, actually it, it goes pretty smoothly. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> they they'll end up eating it, and they'll pick out stuff that they don't like of it, or they just eat it. That's pretty much what they do. <laughs> See, that's the best. That's the best. What that's the best way to to go about it, because that's always what I. What I what I would do, then that that's always what was done to us. Like, here's your food, eat it. If you don't like it, you're done. If you don't like it, you can leave. Like that. Right. That's that how to I me was raised. So hungry. But after being after being at a school that cooked lunch for people that cooked lunch, it was if the kids didn't like it, you had to try to figure out a way for them to eat it. And I'm like. I, I can't trick these kids into eating like whatever they got. The only thing I ever got to trick the kids into eating was uh, they wouldn't like broccoli. And I mean, what kid does like broccoli? So I was like, I was always like, why did you get so? 
I always go up to my boss and be like, why did you get so much broccoli? No one eats this stuff. So I would just smother it in I would just smother it with cheese and and try to try to get them that try to trick them that way by putting cheese on it. I've done that before. I've gotten exactly. I got lucky though. My uh, daughter and my stepdaughter both love broccoli and they both love vegetables. So I got lucky with that. That's that's awesome. All right. Well. I've got about an hour left, and I'm probably going to do like 30 minutes of it. So I'm going to let you get back to the kiddos. Yes, because they are yelling for me. I can hear them. <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm sure, I'm sure they need need some need some mommy time. So uh, one mommy thing I'm going to ask very you long. <laughs> uh, one thing I'm going to ask you to do for my listeners, because you can explain this. I, I asked Red to do the same thing, so I'm going to ask you to do this. Explain your show tomorrow night to my listeners so they so they know what they're getting into. What they're getting into? Oh, you never know what you're getting into. Yeah. Talk therapy. Yeah. We, we talk. What, what are, what are, explain, explain what talk therapy is to, to the listeners. Oh, talk therapy is we talk adult things and stuff that is taboo and people kind of like feel shamed about, but we try to bring people out of their shells and make them realize that it's all good to be who you are. And we talk a lot of randomness. You never know what's going to come out of our mouth. That, that, I couldn't, I couldn't explain it any better. Thank you for calling in, Puddin' and well, thank talk you therapy for having me on. on. Talk therapy's Thursdays on tomorrow at midnight. Thursdays at midnight, and of course, like any of our Radio AFS shows, you can download it anytime, listen as a podcast. But I would say if you're going to listen to Talk Therapy, call in. You will have a blast. I know one guy that oh, I know one guy that does. Almost every episode ends up calling in. He's kind of crazy, so you don't want to get that involved. <laughs> but trust me, it's a good time. And thank you for having us on. And, again, congratulations to your son for being student of the week or student of the month. Well, thank you. And to, to your daughter, it's okay to, it's okay to, be, it's okay to be the troubled one. Just don't get into big trouble. That's that's all. Right. A little trouble. Okay. Little trouble's okay, as long as you don't get into the big trouble. That's right. <laughs> so there we go. Putting from talk therapy with and anybody who listened just got a an A plus course in in parenting, parenting one hundred and one. That's right. <laughs> all right. Have a merry Christmas. And I'm sure I'll end up talking to you tomorrow. So, yep. All right. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye. There we go. All right. So that was fun to again. We 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 got to break up the show a little bit. Um, we got we got a lot of college football in, but it's always nice to hear from our listeners and 
Um, even if even if we don't have even if you don't have a sports background, we will find something. We will have a conversation, and we will find a a topic for you to get in. And again, like I like I was telling like I was telling Putin there. We were talking about Lane Kiffin and how Lane Kiffin was an outcast. He was a troublemaker. He was a troublemaker at Tennessee. He was, you know, this guy that nobody, everybody, everybody blames stuff on because he's he's the bad at he's the bad seed or whatever 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 does whatever whatever people have preconceptions of Lane Kiffin. But you can't. But he has turned that into his persona, and he has owned it. And he, yes, he is, yes, he is a jerk. Yes, he is going to start trouble. Lane Kiffin does that, but he does it at such a good level that it, it, it's funny. And it, and as long as you can, as long as you can make it work for you and you're not trying to be somebody else or you're not trying to do something, something you're not, you know, you're not, you're not forcing, forcing the, the effort, as long as it's genuine People will say, "Oh, it's okay. That's just that's just his moxie. That's just the way he is," and it's it works for Lane Kiffin, and that's why I enjoy him as a coach. That's why I enjoy his interviews. I enjoy his Twitter account. His Twitter account's amazing. So that's one of the things that um, we got out out of a lot of our conversation. All right, like I said, we got about forty minutes. So while I was on the phone. While, while we we had our while we had Putin on the line, so SMU just threw another pick six, and this game is twenty eight to three already. Louisiana Tech is absolutely destroying SMU, and for this game, uh, SMU. Here's one thing I I've I've learned over watching a lot of these things. If you are a Texas team. And you play in a bowl game in Texas, it usually is not going to end well for you, okay? And my, my my historical reference my historical reference for this is when Miami played. Um, What's it, when Miami played Texas in the Cotton Bowl, and everybody remembers this game because Miami went absolutely crazy. I think Miami won the game like fifty-six to ten or something. It was it was absolutely crazy. They destroyed Texas, and they had like three hundred yards and penalties. They they were just uh, there's only the only way to describe it is to quote Lamar Thomas and say. To quote Lamar Thomas, if they didn't act a fool that game, they would have beaten Texas by 90. Yeah, that's how bad it was. And that's what it's looking like here. I mean, SMU is playing in Frisco, in Frisco, Texas. So that's where they're playing this bowl game, and they are getting absolutely housed right now. It is a disaster for them. So my takeaway from this is if you're a Texas team – don't play a bowl game in the state of Texas. Um, it probably is not going to work out well for you. Okay. All right. So, what am I trying? All right. So, 
let's get on here. We've got a lot of bowl games to cover, so um, like I've like I've said in the past, we're not gonna we're not gonna be your typical show. Um, you know, you're gonna turn on a lot of college football shows, and they're gonna start they're gonna they're gonna be talking about. Clemson versus Alabama or Georgia versus Oklahoma and they're going to try to break this down break that down. Look, that game that game doesn't take place until January 1st. It's now December 20th. Like we have two we have almost two shows before we even have to discuss that game. So um you know We'll definitely get into some of that next week. We'll definitely break down the New Year's Day bowl games next week. But there's no reason to jump into it right now. Nothing is going to change from right now until um, until January 1st. There, there, no, nothing is going to make me feel any different about that game unless there's some kind of a, an injury at practice that happens. But other than that, everything's already in the bag. So why talk about something that's going to that that's still going to be there next week for us to talk about. So let's jump in and let's get some of these bowl games out of the way um that we got coming up. And I'm sorry, I'm just looking for my pen that I thought I had here and I do have it underneath all my crap on my desk here in the studio. All right. So we got Louisiana Tech and SMU and So far, we've got Louisiana Tech. I'm already going to circle this one. This this is a this is an absolute drubbing. So I'm going to get that. All right, let's let's do this. Um, let's do temp. Um, so tomorrow night, tomorrow night we've got the Gasparilla Bowl, and again. This one, this one was was red, was red approved last week because the name of it, the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. Come on, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. The the real reason I'm interested in this game is because it's because Florida International is involved. I love that Florida International is in this game. Butch Davis is the coach of Florida International. And I'm very interested to see how that team performs. Um, uh, these, again, are two teams, two smaller conference teams. So you, you're getting to see a lot a lot of teams. Temple is a team that traditionally run the ball, um, you know, try to slow the game down. I'm interested to see what Florida International is and see how they're different than uh, Lane Kiffin's Florida Atlantic because that's going to be a battle. Those that's the battle for recruits right there. The battle is: Do you want to go to FIU? Do you want to go to FAU? Do you want to go to UCF? Those are the battles for recruiting players. But let's be honest: nobody's going to nobody's going to sit there and say, you know what, I I, I can play this. I I can get the same amount of of of, of playing time at. Florida, but I'm going to go to Florida, you know, I'm going to go to Florida Atlantic. No, no, no one's going to do that. 
no one's gonna do that. No one's gonna no one's gonna pick no one's gonna pick FAU over Florida State. Okay, they're gonna go to Florida State. But people but people that people that are are people that are like on the people that are on the fence and say, you know what, I could go to. I could go. I could go to. I could go to Florida International, or I could go to you know Florida Atlantic. Those those are people who are toss ups, and 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 that's where that's where it's gonna come down to. So that's why I'm interested to see how Butch Davis runs his, because that's how people are gonna pick. They're gonna say, I like the way Lane Kiffin, you know, has that fast pace. You know, some some other guys will say, you know what, I like Butch Davis. You know, I like. I like what Butch Davis is doing, and we'll see what he's doing if if he's doing that, you know, slowing it down and doing a lot of different things. So, in that game, I'm gonna look for Temple. I'm gonna look for Temple to keep it close, but I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Louis. I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick Florida International, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them close. I, I think it's gonna be a close game and I'm gonna say something like I'm gonna say something like twenty seven twenty seven twenty four. Twenty seven twenty four Florida International. Alright. Alright. Friday. Let's get to Friday. Friday's gonna be a fun Friday we get two bowl games and again, um Friday what you want to look out for, A, I just I just want to see the shots of this game. I, I don't even care about the game on the field. I, it, it's a great story. It's a great story on the field, but when you've got the Bahamas Bowl, I really just want to see the Bahamas. I kind of just want to see the background. Like to me, this game should be played on the sand, on the beach. Like it shouldn't even be in a football stadium. It should just be on the beach. Like beach football, that's what I picture the Bahamas as. Um, so, but the story of this game is UAB, who canceled their program. I believe it was two years ago. They canceled the program, shut it down. Now they've come back, got it all set up, and they're in a bowl game. So it's an amazing accomplishment for them. And they're going against an Ohio team. Um, Frank Solich, the coach of Ohio, he he's a, you know he he's an old he used to coach at he coached at Nebraska. He's he's a guy you're going to see a lot of triple option out of this out of this game. That's where I'm going with this. I think Ohio is good enough to win that game. I'm going to say thirty. I'm going to say thirty to twenty one. That's where I'm going to go there. All right. So I'm taking Ohio. I'm taking Florida. All right. The second game on Friday is an important game, an important game for us NFL draft nuts. And, again, our NFL draft coverage will begin after the bowl season. We will dive headfirst into the NFL draft. We will have players. We will have uh, updates on teams. We will have predictions of who who's going to go where. We're, we're going to have all that. We're going to go hard on the NFL draft 
after the bowl season is complete. And but if you want to get a good glimpse at a an NFL player, take a look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen was uh, was considered one of the top quarterbacks in in college football. He was supposed to be one of the big draft, you know, one of the guys who was going to get drafted really high. I haven't seen that much out of him. I, I think he had a disastrous season, and a lot of people have said, oh, it's because the talent level around him isn't as good, and there's a lot of fallout. I, I can say, in the games I've seen, I haven't seen that much out of – I haven't been impressed with Josh Allen. So he's got to have a big game here to kind of make this uh, – he's kind of got to have a a big game here to, uh, to, to make up for what has gone on in his season. And that's where we get Central Michigan against Wyoming. Obviously, Josh Allen, quarterback Wyoming – they're in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, which, again, this this one, uh, when Red was on our show last week, she was not impressed with the Idaho Potato. It was not something that got her excited about the college football, about the game. The famous Idaho Potato was not famous enough for that. I love this game because, A, it's in Idaho, it's in Boise, it's on the blue turf. The blue turf is reason enough to watch. But here we go. I'm going to take – I'm actually going to take Central Michigan to pull – I'm going to take Central Michigan in this game, and I'm going to take them – I'm going to take them pretty handedly. I'm going to take them 34-17 over Wyoming. All right, so let's move on. Um, let's move on to Saturday. Saturday, we got three games. Three games going on. The first one is probably going to be the most entertaining bowl game you're going to see this year. And by entertaining, I mean, I think the scoreboard might break. They might. These two teams might break the scoreboard uh, down in Birmingham in the Birmingham Bowl. I want to say, I want to say, Texas Tech and South Florida, you're, you're probably going to get them to break break the scoreboard. Like I said, if if you're betting this game, I don't even I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't know what they are. Whatever the over is, go over. The over on this game is what is what you're going to want to take. And I have a feeling that this game is going to be something. I mean, Brandon Flowers for South Florida, great quarterback. He is an amazing talent. I think he's enough to get it done, and I'm going to take them 54, 54-49. That's, that's where I'm going with that. All right. In the, in the, Lockheed, the Lockheed Armed Forces Bowl, of course, it's the Armed, Armed Forces Bowl. Of course, you've got Army involved, Army against San Diego State. Unfortunately for Army, oh, my goodness. Did, 
Oh, SMU just turned the ball over again. What happened here? Let's take a look at it. They're looking at the replay. Yes, he did fumble the ball, and the running back fumbled again. That's his second fumble of the game, and wow. At 35-3, to Louisiana Tech getting the ball back. This is a good God. But anyway, I was talking about San Diego State and Army. I'm going to take San Diego State in this one. I think they have too much firepower. Army, Army is a team that you like to slow the pace of the game down. I don't think San Diego State is going to slow down that much. I mean, we saw what they did to Stanford and um, what they were able to do to Stanford. And Army is uh, no no disrespect to the cadets there, but Stanford is a is a far far, far more physical team than Army. And I think um, I think San Diego State will um, I think San Diego State will be able to stop Army um, and Army won't be able to, to just keep possession and run the clock out. So I'm going to say San Diego State and I'm going to take them 30 I'm going to take them 30 to 17. I'm going to give Army 17 points. That that's that might be a stretch for Army in that game, but I'm going to give it to them anyway. All right. Dollar General Bowl on Saturday, the Dollar General Bowl where we're talking about App State and Toledo. I like this Toledo. I like the Rockets in this one. Uh, I like both teams. Um, I, I, I do appreciate what App State is doing. I mean, they are a team that is trying to get, um, you know, they, they just cracked into Division One. They dominated the FCS for so long, and now they're getting into the Division One A, and they are an amazing story in that aspect. But I'm going to take Toledo in this one, and I'm going to take Toledo – We'll take Toledo 28, App State 21. All right. Moving on to Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, another game where I'm going to be more interested in what's going on outside the stadium rather than what's in it, and that's the Hawaii Bowl, Fresno State and Houston. I've been a fan of Fresno State all season. Um, They were able to beat Boise State and then they beat Boise State in the regular season, lost to Boise State in the um, in in the championship game. So I'm going to say but I'm going to take Fresno State and I'm going to take I'm going to take Fresno State over Houston. Uh, Houston hasn't had the same firepower without Tom Herman. Running the running the offense there, so I'm going to take Fresno State, and I'm going to take Fresno State. Let me say 27, 27-20. All right. Uh, let me look at let me look at the calendar here. Let me go to the calendar, and let me see what we have going on here. 
All right. So obviously there's no bowl games on Christmas Day, and let us let us hear the. Oh God, he's oh another touchdown for Louisiana Tech. There's a minute. Well, I, I'm trying to see what time. There's a minute thirty three left in the in the first half, and Louisiana Tech is now up forty two to three. I think we can pretty much count this game as over, but you know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that rolls around. But anyway, let's get back. Let's get on. Let's get on this here. All right. 22. We talked about Saturday. We talked about Sunday, Christmas Eve, 24th. All right. So Tuesday, the 26th. So the 26th, we have. Three bowl games going on. We have three bowl games. We have the Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. Um, you know, for this one, you know, Zaxby's the clothing line. They're uh, they're start. They're they're doing this. They're doing this game. So let's see. Let's see what we got here. The Heart of Dallas Bowl, Utah and West Virginia. This should be a good game. Um, this will be a, a, a contrast. They, they run kind of the same system, but I think it, it, this game is all going to depend on the health of West Virginia's quarterback. And we've talked about Will Greer all the time. If Walrus were here right now, he'd be screaming and yelling about uh, about about steroids. And I would be agreeing with him that Will Greer did get thrown out of Florida for using performance-enhancing drugs. So um, that, that is in his past. We, we, like to, we like to kid around about it. I mean, he's back playing, so we get to deal with that. But Will Greer is an amazing player. He can put up a lot of points. I see a lot of points from West Virginia in this one. I'm going to go West Virginia 42 Utah 35, and that's where I'm going to go with that game. So I'm taking West Virginia. The in the Quick Lane Bowl, I've got, I've got it down as the Quick Lane Bowl. Um, we're looking at Duke against Northern I, Northern Illinois. I I like this Duke team. I I like I like Cutcliffe, I like Coach Cutcliffe. I think he he's got a very good program up there at Duke. I'm going to say that they're able to uh, hold Northern Illinois uh, pretty well in this game. I'm, I'm going to say Duke. I'm going to take Duke. Duke, 24-17. All right. And the nightcap on Tuesday. On Tuesday, the nightcap is Kansas State versus UCLA. This one's interesting because. You know, UCLA, they got rid of Jim Mora. Um, you know, th- we'll see Josh Rosen in this. But I'm going to take I, – I think – I'm going to take Kansas State. I'm going to take Bill Snyder over whatever they're doing at UCLA. I don't know if Chip Kelly's involved in the game. I don't think he is. I don't, I don't think he's going to be involved in anything except for watching the game from maybe the press box, maybe. But I'm going to say 
but I am going to say that Kansas State is able to shock UCLA, and I'm going to say Kansas State 31, UCLA 28. Okay? So, next Wednesday, next Wednesday, we will be having a show. I, I want to say this right off the bat. Um, I am scheduled to work that uh, that evening. So the show may be pushed back to 8.30. It may, it may, it will still get a show on the air at some point. It all depends on when I get out of work and how that all works out because I am scheduled to work um, into the late evening. So I may be there till 7, 7.30. If that's the case, I'll be home, I'll get home and get set up for the show. So we will have a show next week. The time is up in the air as to when it's going to happen. But with that being said, we have four games, four games that day that we're going to be paying attention to. So we're going to have four games to talk about. We'll have a game on during, and hopefully it'll be better than a 42-3 to route. But, you know, maybe, maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll probably actually we'll see what kind of games we're interested. We're obviously going to be interested in that game in the Pinstripe Bowl. We'll get to that. Let's talk about the Independence Bowl, um, Florida State and Southern Miss. Uh, a lot of people are picking Southern Miss in this. I think um, you know. Uh, I, I think I'm going to take Southern Miss in this for one reason, and that is Derwin James is not going to play for Florida State. So I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Southern Miss, and I'm going to take Southern Miss another one of these another one of these. I'm going to take Southern Miss 27-20 over Florida State. Now to the Pinstripe Bowl. This is our chance. The Pinstripe Bowl, Iowa versus Boston College. Iowa's our team. You know Walrus would be screaming about Iowa right now if he were here. And about, But the real reason to watch this game is, one, Iowa's involved. Two, you got, um, you got Harold Landry, the defensive end at Boston College. He's a guy that you want to take a look at. He's a defensive end. He'll be an end. Could could be an outside linebacker. It'll probably be a rush end at, in the NFL. Um, but he is a a, uh, a an interesting character to watch because uh, he's going to get a lot of publicity going into the draft. He's going to be a team a, a team that needs defensive help is going to really take a, a long look at him. Um, so. I don't want to put him in the same category as Khalil Mack because I think that's too much pressure on, on a kid. But I do think he has that ability. And so you're going to want to see that for, um, you know, you're going to want to see that. And and you want to watch – another reason to watch this game, if you don't know anything about college football, if you don't care about college football, a reason to watch this game – is to see how is to see how they turn Yankee Stadium 
into a football field. I think it's pretty amazing. They do a good job of it. Um, I remember I remember the Illinois-Northwestern um, game that they tried to do this with Wrigley Field, and it was a disaster. It, they, they could only they, – they found out halfway through the game that they could only go – uh, only only score towards one end zone. They had to play, play they had to play one direction the entire time. So th- th- whenever they turn these baseball fields into football fields, I think it's um, I think it, it's pretty amazing. So you want to see that in this game though. I'm gonna take Iowa. Um, another reason to watch is my guy Josh Jackson. I think he's the best best defensive back in in. In college football right now, he's, he, I think he's my number one prospect as far as defensive backs are concerned for the NFL. So I am going to keep an eye on him during this game, and I think he is going I, – I think if they try to throw his way, we see, we've seen what happens when teams try to challenge Josh Jackson. Ohio State tried to do it, and we saw how that worked out. Hey, look at that. SMU. Got a touchdown, and this is pretty interesting. It's forty-two to ten if they make the extra point, and the wide receiver for SMU is talking junk to the Louisiana Tech defensive back. Um, uh, somebody needs to tell that kid to slow his roll, because. And look at the scoreboard. It's forty-two to nine, dude. Like, calm down. You, you caught a touchdown. Just have fun with it. Don't you don't have to get in somebody's face. You're getting you're getting steamrolled. Um, stay in your lane. But back to Iowa. I'm gonna take Iowa. I'm gonna take Iowa thirty-one, Boston College seventeen. So I think Iowa. I think Iowa's gonna control Boston College in that game. In the Foster Farms Bowl, we've got Arizona versus Purdue. This is a bad matchup for Purdue. I don't like this matchup for Purdue. Um, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get a call next week from uh, from our buddy Mike, who called earlier and was a uh, – I know Mike's a Purdue fan. Maybe we'll get a call from him next week uh, about about this game or maybe during the game to get get his thoughts on this. But I'm gonna take I'm I'm gonna ride with Khalil Tate. I'll tell you that right now. I think Khalil Tate, uh, Rich Rod with a month, um, you know he's had a he's had about three weeks to get get Khalil Tate ready to go, and he's one of the most electric players in college football. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Arizona, and I'm gonna take Arizona pretty handedly, thirty eight. I'm going to take 38-20. 38-20 over Purdue. I do think Purdue can put up some points. Uh, Jeff Brom has done a good job coaching Purdue up. I just, I don't think they have the firepower to stay with uh, our guy Khalil Tate. Now in the Texas Bowl, this will be interesting because it will be able to test my theory here of Texas teams playing in uh, Texas Bowl games. Uh, we have we have the Longhorns taking on Missouri, and 
I think a lot of people are underestimating this Longhorns team. I think they had a very – I think they had a disappointing start to the season. They played well. and In big games, they played well. It, it was the other games that they kind of didn't play so well. So I'm going to take – but I'm going to take Texas in this game. I think the Texas defense is going to be able to hold out against Missouri. And I'm going to take Texas – 24, Missouri 20. And, again, we'll probably be watching – we'll be watching one of those games live in the studio, the same way we're watching this game right here um, as as we get going – as we get going through this here. But there we go, Texas over Missouri. And that's our bowl – those are our bowl game picks. So we've got about – We've got a few minutes left of the show here. So um, one thing I want to touch on that I didn't get to touch on uh, earlier in the show just because I didn't bring it up for the same reason I don't bring up – for the same reason I don't bring up um, a lot of – I didn't bring – the same reason I didn't bring up the – you know, we didn't bring up the – Playoff, the the Alabama Clemson game, the, the the same reason we got enough time to do this. But the FCS championship will be January sixth, and we saw the FCS on display this weekend. And you know, two weeks ago the semifinals were the 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 two weeks ago we had great we had we had James Madison, a great game against Weber State. You know, it was it was a great comeback by them. It was a tight game. You didn't have any of that this weekend. North Dakota State did what I I, I expected them to do against Sam Houston, and they shut that down early. Um, the James Madison game, I had to watch via the highlights. But basically, what I got out of that game was basically South Dakota State couldn't uh couldn't they just kept shooting themselves in the foot i mean they had five turnovers in the first half five turnovers the defense did a fantastic job of holding james madison in check but it was just too much and in the second half james madison just blew him out so we had two blowouts you got james madison north dakota state for the FCS title, that will be a great game, a great rematch, a rematch of last year's championship game. So, um, there we go with that. All right, even though we've got 15 minutes left, I think we've talked enough college football. I think we've gotten two. I think you've got. I think I've gotten all of my points out. I don't think anybody wants to uh, hear me harp on any more stories. Again. If you're out there, if you're if you're listening to this show, if you're listening via podcast, go to our Facebook page and and let me know what you think about this early signing day. I'm really interested to see what people think about this early signing day. Do you think this is a good thing for college football? Is it a good thing for athletes to be put on on this kind of a stage already? I'm kind of torn on it. I, I, I don't really see the point of 
doing all this this early. I, I want to know what the good idea, what, what good comes of people um, declaring at this moment. I mean, what, 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 what is gonna, what is gonna happen between now and February when they used to do the signing and went and on actual signing day. So that's my interpretation of it. Again, we'll look at all the early signings. Um, you know, a lot of them just came in today. So we will, um, you know, we'll go through the list. We'll have, we'll have some, some breakdown of it next week for you. And, um, you know, I'm not really big on, all right, this, who won the recruiting class? Because I, I don't, I don't trust any of these lists. I don't trust any of the analysts. I just like to know, all right, what did they get? Did they get, you know, what kind of player did they get? Did they get a, a, a really tall receiver? Did, did they go out and get fast receivers? Did they get a, a dual threat quarterback? Did they get a traditional pocket passer? That tells me more about what, uh, where, what the focus of different teams are and where their allegiances are and what they're trying to do. That's, that's what I look at when I look at recruiting. I don't look at the number. I don't look at, well, they got, they got, they got the number five recruit or they got three of the top five recruits. Like, I, I don't put any stock into that because I don't know. I don't know what these kids are. I, they're high schoolers. I have no idea what they're going to translate into and what they're going to be. So, um, so you won't hear me break down. You won't hear on this show. You won't hear me break down and say, well, Georgia had such a great class because they got this kid, this kid, this kid. I, I, I don't really care about that. I, to be honest with you, I just don't care enough about where the guys are ranked. I care about what they are. Um, you know, when I get to see when I get to see them in the All American, you know, the uh Under Armour game, when I get to see them in the uh the Army game, I I'll I'll take a look at that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and try to say, well they got the top class because they got this guy, this guy and this guy. That that doesn't really do anything for me. Like, okay, you got, you got a guy from here. The other interesting thing that I like to see out of recruiting is I like to see where they're getting guys from, you know, is Ohio state able to go into Florida and get some guys is Ohio state able to get guys from California or, you know, it, it, where, where are most of the guys coming from and what, what schools are able to go out and, and go out of their region and get guys. So that's that's another important thing for me to look at because that shows me where they're where they can recruit from. Um so that's that's what I'm that's what I'm most interested in. I'm not I'm not interested in I'm not interested in well this guy's the top guy in the class, he's this, he's that, he's I don't care. At this point, I don't care. We'll deal with that when we see him on the field. And that's basically the way I feel about it. So, again, 
We got our we got a lot of bowl games coming up. There's a lot of bowl. We got the holiday season coming up. So you know, a lot of people are able to sit back. You're, you're you know, you might have a lot of time off work. You might be going to Christmas parties. Again, you go to a holiday party. If they don't have the game on, put the game on. There's going to be games on all the time. All right. From now until from now until New Year's, you're basically going to get a game on every day except for Christmas Day. So be ready for that. Be excited for it. I hope you are. I'm always excited for bowl season. Um, if you can't tell, I'm 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 into that. Um, so we're gonna end our show tonight, and um, on that note. We're going to end our show. Well, what did we learn from today's show? Well, we learned pretty much that I like to uh, bloviate about college football, and I can turn any topic into a half-hour discussion. We we learned we learned that we didn't really learn that because we already knew we already knew that I like to uh, that I, I like to pull, blow things out of proportion. So we knew that already. Um. What else did we learn? We got a we got a wonderful wonderful phone call. Thank you for calling in from Puddin from Talk Therapy. Again, their show Thursday nights midnight. Again, if you can't if you can't stay up till midnight to listen to the show, Friday morning when you get up, download the show. Trust me, you'll like it. You'll thank me later. You'll love listening to Red and Puddin talk about every anything and everything that you want that you want to hear about. So we love them for coming on the show and spending some time with us. We learned we learned a lot of family stuff. We talked we talked family, and that's okay. That's part of that's part of the charm of our show here. We 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 don't have to stay in college football. We can talk about anything. You come on. We'll find something that you could talk about because, you know, that's what we do. So we want to thank we want to thank Puddin for calling in. Uh, um, we learned we learned about bowl season. We learned we learned about Lane Kiff. We learned Lane Kiffin's a jerk. Uh, we kind of already knew that, but what we learned is just because you're a jerk once, you can get labeled a jerk. But you know what? It doesn't defeat you. You can be a you can be a jerk and still be funny and be and be good at being a jerk and make people like you even though you're a jerk. That's what I think Lane Kiffin is. That's why we love Lane Kiffin. And oh, that's why I love Lane Kiffin. I I think he's fantastic. I I think, I think he's a great he's a great listen. You you, you can listen to him. You know. In press conferences, he he's an amazing pre- press guy. He'll, he 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 gives you he wears his heart on his sleeve. He gives he tells it he doesn't sugarcoat it, and I like that about him. And I, I like that I, you know those those kinds of coaches I like those are the, those are the kind of guys I I I get behind because I enjoy hearing I enjoy it. So we learned that we learn. We learned all about the bowl games. Let's see. We got we're, we're we're big on tomorrow night's bowl game. Butch Davis, Florida International. Um, you know, 
Friday, Friday you got Josh Allen in Wyoming. Saturday, Saturday you've got um, Texas Tech and South Florida. That's going to be one worth watching. Um, and then, of course, you know, of, of course, as we go on, of course, Iowa, BC, that'll be a big game for us as, a, as far as the Pinstripe Bowl is concerned. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. And on that note, from all of us here at the Fifth Down College Football Show, we wish you and yours a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Whatever holiday you're celebrating, I hope it's a great one. Enjoy your family. Have fun and get after it. Um, And, again, enjoy all the college football. We'll be here next week to break it down at some point. But, you know, at some point we will break it. At some point we'll be on next Wednesday, whether it's at 8 o'clock, that's that's a different story, but it 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 will be it'll be eight eight thirty maybe eight forty five at the latest. So we'll let we'll let you know what time we're coming on and how that's gonna work. But um, you know, next week we have a show. We will have a show next week. We will break down all the game. We'll break down all the playoff games. We'll get we'll get you ready for that. Enjoy the holiday season. Again, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night.